Hello, this is Lisa LaRose here on PRNFM on Connect to Love, and I'm joined and blessed to be with Michael J. Ross. Um, I count my blessings every day. I count my blessings for all of you who tune in to Connect to Love and for you who send your love and support and just your prayers and your blessings to all of the people around the planet. And I am just, you know, counting my blessings today, and I know, Michael, you are, and I was inspired to find in uh, some of the chaos that's going on in the world uh, the peace of mind to settle down and sort of find my own mantra and just count my blessings. And that is um, really, uh, you know, the way that uh, I want to start my day and, and to start every day. And I read a quote in 365 Days of Wonder by uh, R.J. Palacio, and it was by one of the characters in the book. And it was just very simple. Be the person who can smile on the worst day. And I think for me it's a great reminder that no matter what it is that's going on, just when you just take a moment, take a deep breath and smile, it can shift anything that's going on. And Michael, when I read that quote to you, you actually even had a way to say it a little bit better. And your way of saying it was not only just be the person who can smile on the worst day, it was. Yes. Uh, be, the, be the person who can smile on your worst day. Yeah. yeah. Keeping in mind, mm-hmm. of course, that the, the word worst is a perception that you have that you can change. You have the ability to choose a different word. You can choose to uh, a, a different uh, um, mindset uh, than other than you know saying it's your worst. Um, oh, absolutely. That that's the that that's the most important thing that gets you through it. That that's that is what gets you through it is understanding that your perception is creating the reality that you're experiencing around that day, whatever is going on. And uh, I, uh, we, we had a little conversation ahead about the, the fires uh, as we're recording the show. The fires in Lahaina are, have uh, ravaged fire has ravaged Lahaina and Maui, and uh, and there's some on the Big Island that they're experiencing as well. And I was, as I was reading through some of the articles today, there was a, a, a specific focus from the people who had lost everything, and that focus was gratitude. And I, mm-hmm. I was uh, encouraged by that. Um, the 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 articles were um, when you the media composes these things to 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 pull on your heartstrings with regard to the amount of tragedy that occurs and loss and um, I mean that's what they're supposed to do right they're supposed to pull your emotional chain bottom line is the people who were who were being interviewed uh, because this is why and it's a sort of a different mindset and that mindset is ohana. Ohana is family, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's the word, Ohana. And, and, and in times like this, uh, you take care of your Ohana, which is everyone. Everyone on the island is your family. And so there was a huge sense of, uh, of gratitude that was being expressed for being able to be alive. All the other things can be replaced. But not only, I think three articles said that exact same, people said that exact same thing. Yeah, I can lose that, but, you know, I, I, I can't <laughs> bring myself back. You know, I can, ma- I can rebuild a home. I can reconstitute that home with memories. However, I can't, you know, if I'm gone, none of that gets done. And that's fantastic. Um, pe- people taking care of people. Uh, Ohana, people taking, family taking care of family. And everybody, every stranger on the island is, is family. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, that's the beauty of it. One happens to one one woman happened to say, "Yeah, the tourists can go back to their home, uh, and they can they might have lost their you know their belongings that they brought here, but they can go back to a home. Uh, we can't go back to a home. We have nothing. We have to rebuild, start from scratch. I don't know how they're going to do it. This is probably the worst tragedy I've I've you know worst fire I've never even in my lifetime ever heard of anything happening." Like this in uh, in Hawaii, uh, I've been there after Hurricane Iniki. Uh, I've seen that devastation. I've seen um, uh, floods. I've seen you know I haven't seen tsunamis, but I've seen 
uh, floods where all of Waikiki flooded with a, a foot of water uh, when I was actually living there. That was really interesting. Uh, however, I, I go back to the fact that it, as soon as you going moving to to a state of mind of gratitude versus tragedy or and what you and loss and lack really does shift your entire mindset and makes you it, it it opens your heart it opens your heart and it allows you to connect with people on that level uh on a heart level heart to heart level and that's that's the most beautiful thing about it you got a bunch of people a lot of people coming together uh and uh that always makes not only your ohana better it makes your life better it makes you feel better there's a rebuilding process uh, we went through it here with Hurricane Michael. Uh, everybody helped everybody. And that's just, everything else falls by the wayside. All the the world's strife, all of the you know arguments, disagreements, all that falls by the wayside because you have a reason to come together and to be one as a community. And I think that's, you know, it's, it's, it's I'm very, I'm sad that, the tragedy had to happen because I, I I've been to that place many many times. Oh, but, um, it's so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah that that old town, uh, Whaling Village, was uh, I mean, buildings from the 1700s went up in flames, uh, and they had beautiful museums. A whaling museum was there, uh, and others. I mean, it was. It, I can in looking at it, the pictures are saddening. Uh, however, they are. You know, it's, it's what's done is done. You can't control it. Can't control Mother Nature, so you have to just kind of roll with it. And um, and I think that that's, you know, you wake up counting your blessings, and I wake up kind of doing the same thing, but also say I'm here to roll with this day. Whatever happens, mm-hmm. I'm here to roll with it. I'm here to roll up and down. I'm going to roll up and I'm going to roll down. I'm going to roll whatever way I need to roll because that's the way the day's going. I'm not going to fight it. Fighting life creates physical, long-term physical problems and short-term problems, too, in my view. Uh, and it's, it's what a lot of people do. You fight, you end up fighting what you can't control. Um, and that's, it, it's, it's um, it, you free yourself. When you decide that you're not going to fight anything that you can't control, you, you give yourself the freedom to feel amazing, mm-hmm. to feel happy, to feel joyful. And uh, and to have a weight lifted from your shoulders, and it's really really amazing. How much of your right. day you sit around and think of how much of your day is is completely beyond your control, and you decide, you know what, I'm just going to roll with it. I'm not going right. to control, try to control other people. I'm not if if someone's not well, I'm not going to uh, beat myself up because they're not doing what they need to do or, you know, I can't make them do something to get better. And you just have to let it be. You have to let life kind of unfold before you and maintain the happiness and joy you you, you awakened with, if you did. If you didn't, you got to examine that one too. Because right. you should, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, you don't get any sleep when you're, when you're not, you know, in a, in a joyful state when you go to bed. You're thinking about things and worrying about things, and, and uh, uh, things. Many of those things again are way beyond your ability to control. And uh, being the person—that's all a part of being uh, the person who can smile on their worst day. Mm-hmm. And that's that's to me that's part that's that's the essence of it is how you deal with what it is you encounter throughout the day. And it's up to us because we have those choices. We can we can choose to be uh, happy, joyful, peaceful, free, experience of freedom, a sense of freedom, and we can be friendly to everyone around us. That's that's our right and our choice. That's beautiful. It's so true. And I think it, it's the connection with the heart and the love and the empathy that we feel when we see things like that happen to others. I, I remember where I was on 9-11 and the silence and the stillness. And there was just an unspoken, um, wow. I, it, it was just a, a there, was, there was nothing that could qualify what had happened. And it was felt 
all over the world. And the HeartMath Institute on that day, when they had the monitors, they said they saw a massive spike in all of their their systems that they had around the world, the sensors. And that was the the only thing that happened. And it was what that field when everybody dropped into their heart. Everybody felt that same emotion. It was at the same time worldwide. It was the first time they'd ever seen anything like that. that and I, I think that is what really, you know, that, that heart connection and that love and that empathy is so powerful. We can't physically be there, but when you do send your your heartfelt blessings and your prayers, I, I do believe that it impacts things. And I, I when you were you were speaking, Michael, it reminded me a little bit of what Pam Gregory's been talking about over the last year. She's an astrologer from Britain. And she said that right now we're going through these massive changes. We don't really know what it looks like it's kind of like going through the birthing process and changes in mother earth and and just always stay grounded in love no matter what comes up just be in love be in love be in love because that's the higher consciousness and it's it when you're in, people can say well you're not in <clears throat> that predicament and that's true but each one of us faces hardships. It may not be today or tomorrow, but we're, we all do in our lifetime. And it's just if you can try to go back and just go into that space. And and I do. I, I don't think I'll ever forget that moment uh, from that day and yeah. where where I was. I don't think anybody. I was, I was actually in bed watching it on the West Coast. I had just gotten off a plane from Egypt. Um a day earlier, uh, and I was, you know, laying around, and and uh, with my wife at the time, and I was like, wow, uh, we were all very much uh, stunned, and yeah, all, all, all you could do is just sit there and just wrap your heart around uh, that entire city as that whole thing unfolded, and again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's our ability. Um, you know, I've always said that there's a positive response to absolutely every event that occurs in the world, no matter how tragic or or uh, that you may think uh, it is uh, or was. And that is gratitude is one, love is the other. Opening your heart, wrapping your heart, sending heart light to that area. That's a positive response. The response mm-hmm. that makes you feel good about yourself and about life in general, uh, because you really have no power or control. You can only uh, send your love and your light to uh, to anyone in in the world. Um, I'm a believer that there's no time and space, so I can I can literally close my eyes and wrap uh, envelop somebody in the world uh, with um, a blanket of love, and it only takes a moment to sit and just focus on that individual. If you have a picture of them or if you have their name or if you kind of know where they are, you can you can do a region. In this particular case, the island of Maui, the state of Hawaii, you can just kind of close your eyes and, and envelop it in uh, a blanket of, of white light, of, of love and um, caring. Uh, and uh, that is... I believe that has an impact too. I believe it has mm-hmm. a very, very positive impact. And it, and again, for you, being it being a situation out of your control, it is something you can do. You know, it's a positive action. And instead of sitting around and woe is me and oh how tragic or whatever, let's do something positive here. Let's turn this around and send them as much love as, as we possibly can, uh, mm-hmm. because there's a, a specific nature. Um, a mindset in in that state that is different than any other place, any other any other state uh, in the United States and many countries in the world, uh, and it exists. It's 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 darn amazing. It's the reason why most people people think they go there for vacation, but a lot of people do, and they don't. They kind of miss out on the whole Ohana concept. However, that that concept is real. It's vibrant, and it it's. It's in perpetuity. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> you know, uh, mm-hmm. it's omnipresent, so to speak. So, definitely, um, it is 
this is what we should be doing right now. And I encourage all of our listeners, when you think about something that happens like that in the world, that that is a great response. You know, whatever response you choose, but that is a great response. Uh, to immediately do that, to to send your heartfelt wishes and, and wrap people in, in, in regions in light. Same thing with Ukraine. you got to wrap all that region in, in love and light to... Um, to literally have a positive impact on the people who are, are experiencing the suffering or the bombing of the loss that they have experienced with uh, loved ones and friends and family. Very interesting uh, way of, of doing that, of, uh, of responding to, to life in general. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I couldn't agree more. There's a um, There are these pendants that, they sell, and, and I, the company's name is Third Eye Pinecone, and when there are forest fires, um, and the, the fires get so, so hot, there are these amazing, they, they look like stones, but they're all so unique, and they, they're from when the pine cones literally, like, will melt down, and they're really incredibly beautiful, and I know in, in the out west, there are certain you know the fires are have been horrific as well, and when there is a healing, and and I've been through areas that have been devastated by forest fires, and then you know you start to see the regrowth and and new things and new life come out of it, and it does really remind us that we are so so connected um, that everything goes back to the earth, and then from that stems new life. And although it's very difficult to even think of at the time, and it just, um, I I think it's really humbling. I mean, I think as human beings, we think sometimes we're invincible. We get into our vehicles and (laughs) get this armor around us and, you know, have this super sense of power. But it only takes a a Mack truck to, to run through a red light and there goes your, you know, there goes your day. Yeah. So exactly. Very I mean, true. it does. It. Yeah, and, and it's, I think, a really good reminder how fragile life is, but how important it is to value every, every, every small thing, the small fragile things in life um, are so important. Like, and, and I'm sure you, you know, you're thinking about all the walks you took in while you were in Hawaii to the waterfalls and, uh, you know, all of those beautiful things. Yeah. I, I agree with you 110%. There's a lot of experiences that I had that I've had over there. Uh, uh, not only dating a Hawaiian girl uh, back in the 80s, uh, late 70s, early 80s, uh, and and going there uh, many many times. Uh, what you said made me think of something, and that is one of the little things that we kind of take for granted. Uh, when we're talking about, you know, getting in your armored vehicle and, you know, going out to, uh, uh, going just on an errand to the store, something like that. Anything can happen at any time to anyone. Uh, we can't, because we can't control the drivers, what the drivers do. We can only control what we do. And we can be as cautious as we possibly can, which we should, and uh, look both ways and all that. However, there are just things that occur. And what I like to remind people to do is to when you're talking to someone when you're talking to someone look them in the eye look them in the eye it's it's amazing how many times just with our, our own family and friends and loved ones we can it's we can just kind of like take for granted that they'll be here you know when they come back from wherever they're going it's not mm-hmm. like we have a it's not a fear-based thing it's a love-based thing it's like take that extra split second to when they say, when you say goodbye to them or, you know, safe travels, that you look at them, look them in the eye when you do it. And if you can touch them in some way, do that. Put a hand on the shoulder, kiss on the cheek, but just look mm-hmm. them in the eye intensely and, and as, as if you're the only two beings in the world. That, that kind of looking in the eye, just for, just for a second, just make that connection with them instead of taking for granted, especially if you have kids. Kids are off to school in the morning. You know, you're, you're running, you're, 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 you're handing them things, and they're running out the door to catch the bus. 
make time to say, have an awesome day. I love you. Look them in the eye. Let them know that you do care about them and that you're thinking about them throughout the day. And just and then bye. Just that that connection is so mm-hmm. incredibly vital because the people who it's 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 really interesting the, the, when you hear about situations and circumstances that occur and you know how like again these these various events that occur uh, everywhere at, at any time where uh, someone's life is taken. Uh, you think about. Sometimes they actually say, you know, I wish I'd... They remember the last thing that they said or that they did. And I'm not a person who lives in the, in the world of regret, and I don't want to. It's not. It's a very deep, dark place that is very challenging to get out of. You're right. From a mindset. So why not be proactive and live every day as if it might be your last or it might be their last? It's a great way to embrace life. It's a great way to embrace love and joy and live from it instead of paying it, you know, lip service, paying homage to love versus live from it. And uh, I have sought to do that with all of my friends. Uh, When I say hello to them, give them a hug. When I say goodbye to them, give them a hug. Uh, And I do that because I want that to be something that sticks with them and them me too it's just something we do naturally you know we tell each other hey love you love you great thank you so much for playing golf with me today and you know and make the rest of the, you know enjoy the rest of the day um the, the fact that someone spends time with you is a blessing the fact that you get to spend time with somebody else is a blessing um it's easy to lose sight of these little teeny little things these these nuances of life that that make life so amazing, so magnificent, so fabulous, such an amazing adventure uh, that it is. Um, and what it all boils down to, fires happen, hurricanes happen, floods happen, but people and connection are the main thing that you remember. That experience of connection lasts longer than everything else. Everything else. And when we, what did somebody say the other day? When I, when I, when I, uh, I it was, a, I think it was a, a study that talked about the, the, I can't remember where the study came from. I think it was Harvard, uh, where they tracked people for like 80, 80, 85 years. You're right. It's a Harvard study. Uh huh. No, that was one of the longest studies they ever did. You're absolutely exactly. right. And it was about, it was a happiness study. What was, what was mm-hmm. the thing that, um, I believe it it uh, it it said that they it concluded I should say that the that connection was the most important thing. It wasn't money. It wasn't where you lived. It wasn't you know necessarily people in particular, other than the connection they had with people. It was the connection you had. That's what made people happy. That's what mm-hmm. gave people joy that made made life worth living was the connection. It wasn't all the stuff, the trappings and the cars and this and that, all the stuff, the, the work you did, the work you did for your life, which you contributed to society. No, 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 that's not any of that. It is the connections that you made along the way. And when you're laying in your in your deathbed, you're thinking of people and connection and experiences you had with people, not the experience of driving your your sports car. That's not what you think Mm -hmm. about. Or how much money you have in the bank. None of that matters. You know, the the amount of wealth you amassed and and hogged and never shared. (laughs) You know, it's the experience of having shared that with someone. It's that experience. Experiential living is the thing that we must embrace if we want to be happy, if we want to be joyful, and we want to experience kindness in our lives from, you know, kindness that we give, kindness that we receive. Um, that is that is the key. That's what we have to do. And everything else out there is just noise and distraction mm-hmm. completely. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, Michael, you had shared with me about uh, Andrew Carnegie, who actually happens to be from Pittsburgh, and 
he uh, was one of the industrialists who amassed a massive, massive fortune throughout his life. And it wasn't until he, later on, and I, I, I don't know very much about him, um, and I'm only speaking from what I have read, that um, he was pretty cutthroat and went through his life like that. And then in his later years, um, really saw the value of that personal connection, what you're talking about, and how his life had lacked that. And he spent the rest of his life giving back through philanthropy. So we have in here in Pittsburgh, we have the Carnegie Museum, we have the Carnegie Libraries, you have Carnegie Hall in New York, you have all of these amazing things that he wanted to give back to people. Um, but you, you think, you know, you have all of, all of this stuff and, you're empty. And, and that's really, like you said, that that connection, that social interaction, that is really the key, key to life. And it's, it's part of that system. And I'm sure that whoever is, is going through hardship, if they have one true good friend, that's mm-hmm. worth its weight in gold. Somebody they know that no matter what time of day, they can call and say, you know what, I need, a, I need a shoulder to cry on. I need an ear to listen to me. I need, uh, geez, I, I have a, a real, I broke my foot. Can you run to the store for me? I can't drive. Um, whatever it is, mm-hmm. whatever it is. I think yeah. that in society, and, and it may, and I, I'm sure that no matter what these people are going through, that that's who they're, if they don't have family there, they're, finding their friends, finding their community, everybody coming together. And and it's a shame that it takes a fire to do that. And maybe that's what you know, Mother Nature is, or the planet Earth is trying to teach us. The universe mm-hmm. has strange ways of, uh, of, of uh, wielding its two-by-four um, mm-hmm. for change and transformation. And uh, as someone once said, if you don't, if you don't willingly... Uh, seek to change and evolve, uh, <laughs> there will be, <laughs> the universe will find ways of forcing you to make those choices and those decisions. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, because being, you're, you're not here just to sit around uh, and be a bump on a log. You're here to have your soul ascend. You're here for whatever reason. Uh, to experience kindness, to experience love, to experience uh, love through tragedy, to uh, whatever it may be, uh, to pay that simple kindness to someone who is in need at the time. Uh, It could be a a zillion things that you may be here for, any of the zillion things that you're here for. What what came to mind when you said Andrew Carnegie is... is, uh, Carol Collins did a did a great um, uh, channeling of Andrew Carnegie because she lives in the same town as you, Pittsburgh, and it was unfortunately volume level needs to be it needed to be a little bit higher, but there's still uh, nuggets of gold uh, within that channeling that she does of him, and I think it's about 18 minutes long or something like that, 18 to 20 minutes. Um, however, the the main line that I picked up was simple kindness. He, he hadn't experienced, uh, hadn't taken the time to, or even thought about uh, simple, be, simple kindness, paying people kindness, uh, expressing kindness. It, it's interesting that um, I mean, back in those days, you wanted there's a there's a a lot of ego that goes into putting your name on everything. I've got money, and I I'll build this thing for you, but you got to name it after me, you know, and. Uh, mm-hmm. My question would be, how many things did he do uh, are altruistically? How many things did he actually uh, do that involved giving that he didn't need to have acknowledgement for? That's mm-hmm. the question. How many things, did, and I'll ask our, our listeners, how many things do you actually do that don't require, uh, where you, you don't require a thank you? or any kind of acknowledgement. You do it in secret. You just do it because it's the right thing to do or because it makes you, it brings you joy to do it. And you know that that person will, uh, will or organization or whatever it is will experience joy 
uh, from your giving, but you don't need to have the thank you. You don't need the acknowledgement of, of that. It's so cool. It's so cool to, to see someone in a restaurant, maybe sitting by themselves. Um, last time I did this was a couple weeks ago, and there was a gentleman who was eating by himself in my girlfriend's restaurant, and I called the waitress over and I said, I said, uh, he's by himself, yeah? She, she says, yeah, are you, are you serving him? She says, yeah, how much, where, how much is his tab? And uh, she said it was $16 and some change. I said, here's a 20, just take care of it and take the rest for yourself as a, as a, as a tip. Just, you know, and we go there a, a lot and I just, I didn't. I just did it and just walked away. the The greatest thing about life is being is knowing that you actually did something. I'm not telling you a story to you know toot my own horn or pack me on the back, but I'm just encouraging our, our listeners right. to to uh, seek opportunities to pay simple kindness to people. I don't know whether I mean, dude could have had five hundred dollars in his pocket to pay for. I didn't care. That wasn't that wasn't the point. Um, the point was that they were there eating alone. And I felt, you know what? I just wanted to do something, do something kind for for someone, and uh, on the and just walked out. And by the way, I think he left before I did. I didn't, I didn't know. I just told her to do that, and I was talking to my girlfriend and some of the other servers in there, and I looked around, and he was gone. And I'm going, fantastic. Mm-hmm. I said, just tell him it's taken care of, you know, uh, and don't tell him it was me. I said, I don't need to know him, him to know that. Um, and there are times I have said. Uh, just tell them I, I wanted to pay them a kindness and maybe what they can do is pay it forward sometime in the future where I'll, I'll say, tell them that I did it, but I won't, I don't meet them particularly. Or I might give them a podcast card and say, here, this is a, this is for you. And I've gotten emails back, uh, on, on my email, that's on my card saying, uh, how it touched them, how transformational it was for them in that moment. And I just felt like I was guided to do it that, at that time. I, that's really what I do anyway. If I'm guided to look, and okay, I saw someone in a, in a place, uh, I was in, at the Beau Rivage, I think, in, uh, at, in the restaurant there, and the woman was actually asking what prices were. What, what, how much was this? How much would that be? And <clears throat> I said, you know what? Wouldn't it be nice if she didn't have to ask how much it was? She just basically ordered and and didn't have to concern herself with price. So I called the, way, the, the server over um, secretly, and I said, I said, just give her whatever she wants. Just tell her she can have whatever she wants. It's taken care of. And that's it. I don't, I, I'm assuming that she did. I got up and left at some particular point, but I said, Here, here's a whatever, 50 bucks or something like that for you and, and, and her and whatever she wants. And it's fun to, to actually do that. Number one, it... Um, for you, it brings you joy in the giving, and it also um, it, it uh, reinforces abundance. It reinforces abundance for you that you have enough in your life to share with someone else, and that is a second joy that comes to you. You mm-hmm. you are you're, you're taking care of two things at once. You're you're validating that you have a, that you live in abundance. And validating uh, that you are valuing your simple kindness, you know that you, you get joy from the from from doing it, from the giving, and then there's joy that's experienced by them as well. So it's a, it's a win-win for you and for them. And I think as a giver, you're the biggest winner because you mm-hmm. it makes you feel awesome. You know, it makes you feel alive. And when it happens to you, you'll <laughs> believe me, you will. It will it will touch you in ways that you never could have imagined, um, and you got to find creative ways of doing it. It's really fun. It's it's fun to do that. So, um, look people in the eye. Let's get back to that. Look people in the eye. Mm-hmm. Tell them what you think about them, how you feel about them now, not on some special occasion. Um, there's not enough sharing of of love and kindness in this in this world on a daily basis. Caught up in the grind, as they call it, right? The grind mm-hmm. of life. You get up and, 
Monday is, you're not looking forward to Monday. We talked about this in our last episode, the perception of Monday, you know, the perception of Wednesday, Wednesday being the, the week's half over. Oh, my gosh, I, I can't wait those two more days before I get to take those two days off and I don't have to think about this place. Um, every day can be an amazing adventure if we wrap our minds around that and we decide mm-hmm. to frame it that way. We frame it Absolutely. as an amazing you- adventure. Have you ever read um, perhaps the book by Shel Silverstein, The Giving Tree, by any chance? No. Uh, it was a, it was a, he's, he's a wonderful uh, poet and writer and just witty, and he draws the most whimsical things. But The Giving Tree was a, about the relationship between a tree and a boy throughout all the stages of his life and what the tree provided for him. Um, you know, whether it was apples, it was wood to build this, wood to build that. And, you know, he ended up cutting the tree. And and, and late in life, uh, when he was an old man, he he was with the tree and, and he said, but I don't have anything left to give. And here, because he was just a stump, but he was an old man and he was able to sit down and just rest. And they still shared that, that thing. And I... I Keep a copy. <laughs> you, you can imagine I, I'm but buried in books. I love my books. I just I am never too old to reread that book, and wow. it, it it just is. It's just so. It's just such a special book. I've given it to to a lot of different people because it is such a great reminder that even when we think we don't have something to give, and like we as we started out with a smile. You know, when you're you're happy and content and you you smile and you look somebody in the eye, it's like that place that somebody can rest. You're radiating warmth. It's like you're a beacon drawing other people to you. But sometimes when you find that smile on your worst day, um, you're still, it's like there's still something there that you're giving to somebody else. And even yourself, I think, it is, is part of that. And that's... What you're you're saying, and it just reminded me of that, Michael. You you spark so many <laughs> so many things in my in my brain, and and you give to me so much, and I'm so grateful for all that you inspire uh, that comes from from my heart to yours. And uh, you believe me, you you have uh, helped me in ways that you could never imagine, uh, and I am much appreciative of. Of that, and I think that's why we 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 love doing this uh, together because we're we're like-minded uh, kindred spirits, so to speak, you know, like-minded souls, and we have a, a different way of looking at things that we hope that our our audience here on PNFM will uh, kind of take to heart, and it, perhaps these shows are sparking um, a, a transformation in the people who are listening. Uh, I know that there is. Uh, th- I've run into people who who I've given cards to, and they say, "Oh yeah, I do that podcast. I love that." And I go, I, "I'm very grateful uh, to them for not only taking the time to listen, uh, but to keep listening, and to uh, and and hopefully they'll have the smile on their face that is on yours and on on mine uh, throughout the day, regardless of things that happen." We have to remember, and there are things that really you, you know you're in the right direction when when things happen that really hit close to home, uh, that are um, you know that that impact your heart in ways mm-hmm. that you could never imagine. You know, the loss of a pet, um, and and someone that you care about, or a family member, or somebody that you knew, uh, somebody like uh, you know Scott Robinson. We talked about a few episodes ago mm-hmm. who. I can still hear his voice in my head. I, mean, I, as, I can as hear I, his voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what a soft-spoken man. Um, and, uh, you know, I just, you know, our audience has the ability to go back into our archive and, and listen to the show, the couple of shows we did with him uh, and, and learn something that they didn't know. And, uh, you know, about, uh, about healing and uh, about themselves, hopefully. Yeah, it's life. It's uh, it's 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 a fun thing. And when you get to be, it, somebody said the other day, "Hey, why is it that when we get to be our age, more of the people we know are dying?" 
<laughs> because this is when it comes home to roost, right? This is when life comes home to roost. All the things that you, you were doing throughout your life, uh, if they say even that, uh, you know, serious illness is, you know, 10% genes and 90% lifestyle, life choices, so to speak, um, this is where those choices come home to roost when you're in your 50s, 60s, and 70s and mm-hmm. and, uh, and 80s. It comes home to roost. And so we have the ability to, and, and I'm of the belief, I'm of the belief that when we, when we share our love and light, when we, when we not only stoke our own love and light and we share that, and that we, when we're, we have a smile on our face and we look people in the eye and we express our gratitude for being here and for people being in our lives, and we treat strangers with, with, simple, with the simple kindness that they deserve because they are human beings, they're souls just like us. We're not, over, we're not above them uh, in any given way, uh, no matter how much money we do or don't have. Uh, we or, or what it is they're doing for us in service, it, it doesn't make them less than us. It just makes them another person mm-hmm. uh, amongst 8 billion. And that we, we have the ability to live far longer than uh, we would otherwise when we love ourselves, we love our life, love our life, and love mm-hmm. life and love our life. We have and express our kindness and, and uh, joy uh, every day for, for be, having this opportunity to experience this reality, this, this, this plane, earthly plane, um, no matter what it throws our way. You know, mm-hmm. we, we, we can live a lot longer by not getting caught up in, in the negativity that it so often uh, seeks to uh, guide us towards. You know, we we can choose positivity. We can choose it at at every turn to have a positive reaction to things instead of a negative one. Because, uh, as Carol Collins said, negative responses, negative negativity uh, gets stuck on our uh, grid, so to speak, mm-hmm. subconscious, and uh, it mucks up the works, <laughs> mucks things up. You know the green, uh, the green stuff. I, I was talking about the green splatter. Um, I think I used that with somebody the other day. <laughs> I said, man, you, you got a whole lot of green splatter on you, man. <laughs> How are you going to get rid of that? You know, you, you need to, you need to that, just get rid of it. You know, and and sit in meditation for a while and get that calmness. Um, and, and it'll 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 abate. <laughs> but you know, it's mm-hmm. what we focus on. What we focus on. What we focus on keep saying it time and time again you 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 get what you focus on you are who you what you focus on uh every throughout the day i focus on i'm constantly reminding myself to focus on love and kindness and Mm -hmm. not on control you know away from control and on to let it be can't control it so let's keep focusing on what i can control throughout the day which is me, myself, and I, and seek to do that. And when I, when there's a, a, a slight disagreement or an argument or a, a something that's said out of, uh, out of, yeah, I'm not, I'm only human, so I do say things on occasion that come out of frustration, uh, come from a negative place, and I turn around and oh, okay, we gotta, we gotta roll things back a bit, you know, we gotta, we gotta take a step backwards and and examine why I said that thing or why I'm impatient or why I'm uh, excited in the way that I am uh, in, a, in a negative way. Why am I, mm-hmm. why have I got my dander up, mother used to say. You know, you got your dander up. You know, why, why you feel that way? Why do you feel sad? It's just examine it and go, okay, right, let's, let's work this out in my own mind very quickly. The more you do it, the easier it is to do the happier you are, the more joyful you are, the more you, the more transformative you can be uh, in in the moment uh, when you're when you find yourself um, in a in a negative place. Instead sure. of dragging it out and, and amplifying it, you quell that whole that negativity very very quickly. And I find that that is the key to maintaining happiness and joy is to be able to quell the negativity to not amplify it by continued thought 
and uh, more potent emotions, negative emotions. You know, if you're sad, you're sad, but you don't have to take sadness and amplify it to the point where you're, where it's destroying your whole st- whole state of being. You can be sad for a moment about something, and then you can examine why you're experiencing the sadness, and then shift that to gratitude and and move through it and move out of it. It's it is possible to do, um, mm-hmm. and and if to me that's. Interestingly enough, that's how I live. Every day I have to do that. Every day from the beginning to the end. And set it up. Set it up. Count my blessings in the morning like you. Be grateful that, I'm, uh, that I've am that i got both feet on the floor and or that I have a cat laying next to me when I wake up in the morning. Yeah, I get it. Splayed mm-hmm. out, you know, uh, got her head buried in the covers and you, you're going... And I, I, when I wake up in the morning, I have to feel my way around. I have to feel feel what's around me before I start moving, um, because uh, she and her fifteen and a half pound self can be laying right there next to me, hanging out, just sleeping, run around all night because they're nocturnal, right? Cats are nocturnal, and then and then finally crash at like four o'clock in the morning, right next to me, on on the. Uh, you know, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm laughing. Yeah. Sweet. It's very sweet. And then you get your revenge when you get up, but then she's got to get up. That's what you <laughs> yeah, get for staying like, up all night. They can. It's you so know, my sweet. cat meditates. Yeah, with, no, it's for sure. She meditates. Yeah. Loves to live. When, I, when I've got this, when I'm sitting down on my couch in my office, my eyes are, and she knows, she, she knows that when I sit in this spot, oh, there's going to be some good energy coming out of him. I want to get up there. You know, and and lay down next to me and actually go to sleep. Actually mm-hmm. go to sleep. Feel the feel the warmth. Um, and why can't we make have everybody around us feel that warmth? Yeah, you know, you're right. Uh, and, yeah. And I think, Michael, you know, it's important to remember that you give yourself permission to be human. I, mm-hmm. I think there's there's something in that we don't have to be perfect all the time. Um, we're human, and we're not, you know, you, sometimes you have to give yourself permission to be happy. You get into that rut, and it's like the water, you know, following the path of least resistance, and before you know it, you've got a gully, and before you know it, you've got a river, and, <laughs> I know. and whatnot. But you you can throw some sticks in there and, uh, and channel the water a different way. And it's right. sort of the same thing with the with the emotions, right? So you know you're finding you may be feeling frustration, but guess what? You're going to find the thing in your life or in your day or whatever moment it is. Maybe it's just looking out the window. Maybe that's all it takes to shift that and give yourself that permission to experience. Yeah, I, I experienced that emotion of frustration. But guess what? This other thing feels better. I'm going to go that way instead. Yeah, and, I agree. And, and I think that's really, I mean, and as you become more conscious of it and allow yourself the forgiveness of, oh, yeah, I'm human. I get it. I, yeah. It's okay. It's yeah, okay. We, we, I'm not, and don't beat yourself up. Yeah, and, the perfection. And, and then, mm-hmm, I agree. Go ahead, no. please. No, just let me just, let me just say this. It, it's It's amazing to me how I come across some people who are who are always acting perfect, and they're always I get the sense maybe it's just a sense for me, and I know they're human, and they have foibles, they have things they've said that they wish they hadn't, they have uh, uh, things going on in their life that could be problematic, and you know it's like. We want to be as authentic as we possibly can be. That that that's my goal is to be authentic. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell people flat out, yeah, every, I shout expletives every once in a while. Uh, yeah, so as do I. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean it's 100%. not like you're. Sometimes you're not there's like, no other word that works. <laughs> yep, because there's no other. Yeah, no other word that really gives you the that that has the punch. That yeah, you really when need, I reached right? in and was grabbing out a stick the other day for for somebody that needed, they were like, "Oh, I just need a stick," and I'm like, "Oh, well, here's a wood pile." I reached in, not realizing there was a hornet's nest in there, oh. and it got underneath my bracelet, and it just kept stinging me and stinging oh. me, and that was the only word that came out of my mouth. I was like, <laughs> wow. 
And my hands, <laughs> well, you know, okay, curled up like a boxing glove, and my arm, and oh my god, oh, you know, just kept me. And that was the only word that was appropriate at that time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will find it. A hornet's nest. I cannot stand being stung by wasps, and and I, we have hornets down here, but not. Not to the extent that you got you know big hornets up there and uh, and they get into the ground and they get in, they they uh, in California we had them too they were they were um, they they made nests in the ground and in in places in wood piles like you're saying we don't have those down here we've got uh, um, mud wasps but they're not aggressive mm. but the uh, the the um, they eat bugs mud wasps eat they eat bugs they eat things that we uh, that we, you know, mosquitoes and other things—they're they're good for us. But these wasps that are just making nests and making hay—I've been stuck, stung at least four or five times um, by coming too close, not recognizing that they're there. Uh, in California, I stupidly sprayed sprayed a nest in the daytime with rain oh when I didn't know better. <laughs> All I did was tick them off. You know, I just made I just made them mad, and I got stung in the neck. So I'm like, uh, you know, I'm like, okay, I'll don't do note to self, don't do that again. You know, <laughs> wait, yep. Till, yep. wait till at night when yep. they can't fly. And do you know how many people don't know that wasps and flies see through prisms and can't fly at night? Yeah. I know. They can't so fly at night. Wasps can't fly at night. Can't fly uh-huh. at night. So yeah. best yeah. time to go after a wasp or hornet's nest is at night. They can't see yeah. you. Yeah. You know, but you know, I shadows. always look at. I always look at the the. I, I'm a big. I have lots of books um, by Ted Andrews on on animal totems and what it means. And the presence of wasps in your life means you have to take a critical look at your priorities and what you. Uh, like what are you fighting and and what are you it's like a wake-up call and what do you need to refocus your energies on like focus on the right ventures and and so that being stung I mean it does it stops you in your track and uh, yeah you know absolutely. eventually you know they it, and a lot of a lot of what he said it's a long description of it but and I, I've been trying <laughs> enough that I know a little bit too much about it, but I mean, it, it, it's designed to open your eyes up to new opportunities. And I think to myself, okay, so yes, I got stung. It, I didn't I have it. I took some children's Benadryl, which was like put me a little stacy for sure because uh, I don't <laughs> take anything driving. like that. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, stuff will make but, you loopy. Yeah, it, it, I'm not used to it. And um, but you know it it gives me another opportunity, and so if I look at it, it, it maybe it, it was good luck, right? And and the, there was no accident. I w- I could have said to her, oh, there's a pile over there, you know. But no, I I stick my hand in there. Part and, of it is accountability, you know, being accountable for what you did, um, which which is you definitely are. You just said you were. Yeah, you made the decision to to dig your hand into that pile, uh, knowing not you know, unbeknownst to you, there was something in there. But being stung and thinking about the uh, uh, that there's it's there's a message in there somewhere. I like that. That's 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 really positive when it comes to um, you know eliminating the adversity of of the uh, the bite and the mindset that the that you know that came with it. Um, that is that's that's unique to me. I love that. Well, that's good. Yeah, his books are really a gift. I had an opportunity to see him speak in Lilydale, New York, and he was just magical. And uh, he's no longer on the planet, but his books live on. And there's just, you know, and one of the other things about loss medicine is that it has to do with your willingness to be humble. And uh, uh, there's a lot of power in that word, right? Yeah, being humble. Uh, showing humility as well. You know, I mean, it's mm-hmm. yeah, being humble. Um, it's interestingly enough, we live in a society that, as people move up the economic, uh, socioeconomic ladder, uh, some of those things kind of disappear. Um, when we talked about Andrew Carnegie, you know, stepping on people to get to the top, uh, so to speak, uh, which he regretted when he, uh, you know, his soul regretted doing that. Um, that he would have loved to have uh, gotten there without disenfranchising 
people, uh, which mm-hmm. is to be this mantra of you know get what you get what you can. You know, I'm gonna this, this, there was a, a term uh, a number of years ago. I'm gonna get mine. You know, I'm gonna get mine at what regardless of the cost. And what you really have to think about is there's always a cost. It's a question of whether or not you can uh, uh, you can deal with that cost or not. Eventually, it will catch up with you. I've learned that if you tell a white lie, it will come back to haunt you. If you tell a lie that puts you ahead or uh, just to get something, at some point in your life, it's going to come back to get you. It's going to come back mm-hmm. and it's going to circle right back around and you'll be faced with that. So why not have a clear conscience and just tell the truth in the first place? You know, tell the truth. Um, even though the person you're telling the truth to, uh, as long as you do it diplomatically and with love and kindness and empathy and compassion, you can say anything. You can say anything. Now, they may not feel good about it. You can't be re- If you say something with love, compassion, empathy, and, and kindness... Uh, in a diplomatic way, uh, where it's not a you, 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 but you're just explaining to someone how you feel. Uh, in doing it with the love, compassion, and kindness, you're not going to be you're not responsible for how they take it. You have to tell people right. honestly. Uh, as long as something's said with love, you you don't have to you know not say it because you're going to you, they're going to be hurt. Yeah, they're going to be hurt. If if it's something that you're taking away from them, something that uh, relationships all the time are like this. You know, when you when you 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 find yourself in a position where you have to uh, break off a relationship, you break off a friendship, or you do this or that for one reason or another. Um, it uh, and you can't rectify the situation. You're unable to transform your own thoughts and perceptions about about the the, the relationship. Um, and you speak honestly with people. Uh, you give them, you're doing them a favor by being honest and being loving to them so that they can learn and they can evolve and they can transform if they choose to. If they right. choose to. And that's that's uh, it's just a basic communication 101. You can, you can say it. And I wish more people in, in, in the corporate world who, would, who, who manage people would actually adhere to this principle love kindness compassion and empathy uh, mm-hmm. if you, you have to tell somebody something do it with those those four uh those four things right. and be just be kind you know there's yeah. no reason to, to say something some way right and you never know when somebody will be grateful when you were speaking about that Mike. i was thinking about like have you ever had a salad and you had a piece of lettuce stuck in your teeth yep and nobody has the wherewithal to say, excuse me, but you have a piece of lettuce stuck in your tooth. And they will let you go through the whole meal, and and then you go to the bathroom and you go, why didn't anybody say that? So I have learned to say to somebody in a kind and gentle way, excuse me, but did you know, and whatever it is, because uh, even though it may be a momentary lapse of embarrassment, oh yeah, I walked into it's I walked so, into it's Lowe's. It's so appreciated, yeah. right? It is. I walked oh, into Lowe's the other day. I was I was actually buying some some wood, and this one of the, a worker, uh, somebody who was working on a project, came in and their zipper was completely open, and I'm standing at the front counter. I didn't hesitate to say, uh, "Dude, your zipper's down." And he goes, "Oh God, thanks." <laughs> you know, I mean, like, yeah. yeah, I, I don't. Know, I mean. It's, but it, that's, it, it can be that simple. And, and actually, yeah. probably afterwards, you both shared a smile. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, basically, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's this nonchalantness about it. There's no real focus yeah. on it. No. You know, you're, you're, mm-hmm. you know you've, got, you've got a hitch in your giddy-up. Just deal with it. You know, I don't want you to feel embarrassed about it later on. You know, I tell women all, a lot of times, you know, your, your tag is up. You know, on the back, right. your tag is up. Yeah, yeah. yeah, this one, yeah, and this one lady, that's the same thing. She came out of the restroom and her skirt was tucked in her underwear. And I said, excuse me. Yeah, I, I didn't want to let her walk through the store like that. I don't think that's a good idea to do that. Could you, you might want to go back in there and re, 
outfit yourself, right. you know? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I, didn't, yeah. I don't want you to think I'm being, you know, when a guy does it to a, to, to a woman, you, you don't want him to think that you're, you're uh, you know, fresh, paying, right? too, pay, yeah. paying too close attention or too much attention. But I, I you know, usually when I smile and kind of laugh about it a little bit, it's not, it doesn't come off that way. You know, yeah, and you can but, say you things. Know, and, absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's the pivot point right there, right? Yep. A hundred percent. It's, it's I, a, I a very sweet, a very sweet, yeah, because, you know, <clears throat> if you hadn't had the kindness or, or thoughtfulness to say that to that young man, um, you know, who knows where he could have gone in a state, right? I think, exactly. Why didn't somebody say anything? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Why didn't somebody tell me this is a, how many people have seen me and not said anything, you know? Right. Right. And, and, that, and it's that like it. that, as you said, you, you can say things in a very kind way um, that is out of a place of love to somebody <clears throat> that may need a little bit of a, a reminder to smile on their worst day. Absolutely. Absolutely so. I love it. I, uh, <laughs> we must be getting close to the... It is. So, so any last thoughts? I'll, I'll let you sign off. And no, I, I think you just said it right there. Uh, you know, just remember <laughs> to, uh, you know, look people in the eye, be kind, and you know, remember that on your on your worst day, it's it's perception of the worst. It's it's not really your worst day. It's just you think it is at the moment, and uh, you can you can always change that uh, that thought process and, and keep moving forward. Always. That's beautiful. Thank you. And abundant blessings to you all. Same. Bye-bye.